Welcome back to Anything Goes with The Bonnies. Hi, sweetheart. Um, we are back. This will be regular. <laughs> we always say this when we come back that we'll, we'll be regular, pero parang good luck na lang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The past few weeks felt like felt like three months to me. So the past three weeks felt like three months. Yeah, I think it's the same for a lot of other people. Well, Filipinos, uh-huh. those who live in the Philippines, or maybe even those who are not maybe, from yeah. here. I mean, like, the topic today is going to be covering what actually kept us all busy yeah. for about, ano siguro, mga two weeks, ganon, two, uh-huh. two to three weeks, no? Uh-huh. Like a national thing that kept us busy. The national ele- elections, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that and the results of it and processing it. So that's what we're talking about, processing the elections. And then at the same time, we have two major life events that we're going through. Because, you know, when it rains, it, it's, it pours, right? When it, when it is rain. De, when it rains, it pours. Because it's four. Or it's four. When it's rain, it's four. It's four. Oh, okay. okay. When it okay. rains, it's four. Yeah, so we had, uh, we're still dealing with. Guys, uh, uh, to be completely honest, we just woke up. So my mind's like still asleep. My voice is still asleep also. That's why I'm sa mga jokes. Niya. Why do you have to explain it? Why did you have to ruin it? They, they like it. They're, they think it's funny. You're <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we have uh, the grief of Carla losing her sister and the dealing with that. So it's so funny when she's not on activism, nationalism mode or work major workaholic mode, she's crying. That's the so reality of grief. Mood na relax lang. Huh? <laughs> wala akong mood na relax lang. I think you do and it's when the kids are asleep and you're doing the what is it called revenge bedtime procrastination thing that they say on TikTok mm. where you're like, look, I'm going to take back some of my life and read what I want to read, watch what I want to watch or or just do nothing. Because I wanted to do that all day. So uh, last night, Carla was so sleepy and she wasn't sleeping. And I said, I know exactly what you're doing tonight. So there's that uh, with Carla. And then uh, there's there's transitions with me, personally, professionally, careerically. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those somewhere down the road. We're going to process one of those things, which is the national election. Correct. So process with us. What we're going to be doing today is like, Asking ourselves questions. Uh-huh. Um, we actually have like a, a little bit of an outline that maybe you guys can use as well in yep. your like small groups. Because that's kind of like what I noticed also. The moment that the results started coming in, people were getting really feeling defeated. Uh, or victorious. post something. Talaga. Or elated and victorious yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah. I mean like so and people were still fighting. So... Yeah. I was so grateful to a lot of our kakampinks for providing a psychological help. So maraming mga meetings na nag, mm-hmm. where, you know, you have psychiatrists, psychologists, um, counselors being available to just process with people online. So um, you guys can do that also if it helps you. Like we'll provide a little bit of a template here that you could use and bahal na kayo kung magsasabunutan kayo pagkatapos nun. <laughs> Sana hindi. Basta ako. <laughs> hindi na namin yun ano. Hindi na namin yun pwedeng gawin for you guys. But for me, no one can do that to me. Kasi, I know. Oo. Yun yung advantage talaga ng mga kalbo. Uh-oh. Hindi mo sila pwede sabunutan ever. What would we be called? Kakambo? Kakamkal? Kakalbo. Kakal, no eh. Kakalbo nga. No, it's kakampe. Kakampe. Diba? Ay, hindi naman. Parang ano na yun. Kakampanot. <laughs> Sige guys, ano na tayo. What you're into na lang muna tayo. Alright, what we're into. What we're into. Yeah, so for the kakampinks, uh, you can process with this. For anyone who voted for other candidates, uh, this can apply to you as well. So some people I realize had to process the feeling of victory, but being shamed by people that they, you know, that they know and loved. Uh, some people have to process, you know, why the person I voted for, I was convinced was good and didn't get more votes. So yeah, while it's pretty obvious who Carla and I voted for, 
these processing questions will not be exclusive to one candidate's uh, supporters lang. So yeah, and we'll we'll do our best to to give fair evaluations of each of the candidates and the results. Well, maybe not Montemayor, but maybe not as far as that. But you know, uh, I'm. I don't think I can ever be like completely fair. But okay, if you want to commit that for yourself, <laughs> yeah, I, we're not gonna claim impartiality, right? But I just what, don't want people to say like. You know, you promise to be fair and you're not fair. I mean, it's obviously going to be heavily biased on one side because, yes. you know, you've got a choice. But just- here's, what, here's my thing. I want to talk about, I want to mention at least arguments for BBM, Pacquiao, Isco that I found most compelling. Ultimately unconvincing. I still voted for who I voted for, but that was a no. Anyway, that's our promise. We'll get to that in a bit. But for now... Let's start with what we're into. I'm into an entry that you've mentioned before, and I'm holding it right now in my hands. The Child's Story Bible by Catherine F. Voss. I love this book, sweetheart. Yep. And you've mentioned it in a podcast before. Uh, Actually, regular- I don't know if I mentioned it in a podcast or on a vlog. Because when I did my How to Read the Bible vlog, ah, yes. I recommended you know, I remember that it there. as yeah. like one of those books. Bible books mm-hmm. that one could have, even if it was written kasi for children. Sobrang, ikaw na, ikaw na mag-explain. Yun nga eh. Yeah, so what I'm into is your into. Come on. You, My past into. Your past into. But yeah, it's the Child's Story Bible and it is, when you open it up, it doesn't look like a children's Bible with tons of pictures. It has zero pictures and it's just written out. So think of it more like a, it's a translation Written and very familiar to children language. And it's not everything though, all right? So very often you'll have children's Bibles and you'll see that it's got the highlights, right? You've got creation, fall, Moses, uh, maybe Samuel as a child. You know, all of these stories that children are familiar with. And there's some really, really amazing ones. And I, and I love those. I love uh, uh, the Jesus Storybook Bible. That's probably our favorite of, of that kind, sweetheart. The Bayung. Maraming pictures and stuff. This one, though, is really like almost complete. I would say, I, I don't know what the percentage of Bible is in there. What would you say? 70%? 60%? No, I don't know. I, I haven't really finished it. But yeah, it's pretty complete. And sige, ikaw na lang. I was gonna like add stuff go, that go, I like go, about go. it. <laughs> Please. I love when you mm. geek out over what I like. I think what I like the most about it is that it paints the the setting for you really yeah. well. Yeah. Now, there are things about it. I can't really uh, cite an example right now. My, my head is still sleeping. But uh, there are places where like it would say na a character is doing this because during that time, it yes, was, yes. yung parang ang galing lang na kung ikaw yung bata, makukuha mo kaagad yung little things here and there na hindi mo makukuha directly from reading the yeah. Bible. Kasi, so it's probably not a translation. It's probably more like the message version uh-uh. Or the or the what do you call that uh, amplified Bible where there's a lot of added info, but it's not too much. It's just enough to make it friendly to kids. Correct. And I love it. So we read this to Philip for his homeschooling. We're like halfway done. <laughs> well, love you. Look at that. You've you've gone through so much in what a year or two years. Oh no, that's longer because like somewhere in between we had to stop and then move to directly the word of god like the bible talaga para he has training and reading that as well right right it's just amazing i love it um i highly recommend it the children's story bible by Catherine f voss i highly recommend this because if you're looking for a, a bible to just be reading just casually reading and casually br- letting it soak in you meditating on it this is a great uh translation to use for that and I'm also amazed by how much Philip absorbs from it. Because after we read, and I'll read like, you know, I don't know, sweetheart, 500 words, 1,000 words straight. And then he'll narrate it all back. And it's like, oh gosh, it's amazing that he's able to absorb it. I love this book, The Children's Story Bible by Catherine F. Voss. Ah, sorry. Let me add one more thing to it. It does not shy away from the tensions of scripture. And that's one thing. And maybe that connects to our topic today, but the ability to stay in tension of truths of the already not yet of the kingdom of god with civic responsibility being involved with the natural the physical the and being involved with the spiritual and eternal all of those things those are tensions that form christ-like character in us and the in a bit if we can't do that and if we resort to 
half-truths or, or, or shallow understandings of the Word of God, it short-circuits that Christian formation of character in us. Ano ba yan? Nag-preach na ako. But, Sige. <laughs> Iwan na kita. Ano? <laughs> I'll, I'll, Sige. Uh, I, I'm gonna end with this point. <laughs> But I think this book does that well. I think this book does that well. The last chapter that I read to Philip was the, about the death of Ahab and the tension of how Jehoshaphat was a king of Judah, good king, faithful king, godly person with one major flaw. Well, one of his major flaws is that he was friends with Ahab and he kept and that jeopardized his kingdom that affected his family. Alam mo yun yung why did he do that? And that's captured in the storytelling of the death of Ahab. And it's not over the top. It's not like, oh, tinan to. But It just tells the story like the Bible tells it and Philip picks up on it. Why? Why did he stay friends with Ahab even though he knew he was an evil king? Mm-hmm. And then so Philip and I will have conversations about that. Why would someone do this? Ano ba yan? Connected na naman sa topic natin. <laughs> it all so, goes back. So the tensions. The tensions of scripture well documented here uh, but in a way that a child can understand. And um, yeah. So Children's Story Bible by Catherine F. Voss. Love it. That's what I'm into. Masayang virtual bonding with your favorite Kapamilya stars? Possibly yan! Only here on Kapamilya Chat and Hotspot. Hashtag shook sa mga revelation ng inyong paboritong artista. Hashtag amazing sa fun challenges at performance. Mapapakinggan nyo na kami sa Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. Co-produce with Podcast Network Asia. Masaya to kapamilya! Promise! Alright. How about you? Okay. For me, I've been revisiting a lot of my Philippine literature. Books. I've noticed. I've yeah, noticed. Uh, I brought them out of the cabinet. I think this is because of like the recent surge of nationalism in our country. So mm-hmm. it all goes mm-hmm. back to that again. Mm-hmm. But um, I really did love naman. For those of you who are just like listening in on for... Uh, for uh, listening, ano ba? Listening in, on, under, over, um, above. Charo. Listening... Amongst, <laughs> but um, th- for those of you who we like doing that, not the two of us playing with prepositions. Yeah, because it's so hard, de ba? Sometimes, parang bagay naman to, pero bagay rin yung isa. Yeah. Anyway, so for I those think of a you, Filipino thing, lots of Filipinos, I, and I think because of that, when you translate, kasi yes, sa tagalog iba yung preposition, which relates eh. to what I will say today. Go tangent upon tangent. <laughs> for those of you who are just listening to us right right now. Um, you've never listened to us before. I'm a lit major, so there were like four years of my life spent on just reading books. And one of my classes was called the Philippine Literature. Yeah. So that was that was like an entire semester. One semester lang ba yun? Parang one semester lang yun Puro Philippine lit. Yeah, yeah. And I loved it so much because to be completely honest, I would never read our books. Yeah. Like my reading was so Western influenced. Yes. And so when when I started reading our books, Nagulat lang ako na hindi lang sa magaling kasi yung writer. Marami namang magaling na writers talaga na Pilipino. Pero yung sentiments of a Filipino. Yun. Tapos yun. yung ano ko pa, yung, yung subject pa was called or the course was called Philippine Literature in English. Yeah. So why is that uh, important? Because merong Philippine Literature in Tagalog. Yes. Or in Cebuano. You know, I remember... We were on a date and you came to me super excited about that. And you, and I was asking you, okay, I've always understood that Philippine literature had to be Tagalog kasi yun nga yung pinaparamdam sa akin nung estudyante ako na ba't ka puro, uh, you keep talking in English and how can you understand the Philippines? And I get it. I, I understand that the mother language is important and that's why we try to learn it as much as we can. But you were saying to me that there is a space For English Filipino literature. Yeah. Because the perspective, the worldview of the person writing it. Not only the perspective, even the language, how they put it together, which goes back to how what I was so... Yeah. How they English. Yung, uh, ano, uh, ano ba yung pag may sakit ka uh, sa English? You have a sick. You have a sick. Uh-oh. Ganyan. <laughs> which, you know, we find it funny. But that was like one of those things that we studied during our uh, during my time with one of my favorite professors ever. Diba? The MRS. Huh? The MRS? <laughs> Max Pulido. Oh. I mean, like, DM is also my favorite. Pero parang si... But he wasn't the one you were Sir referring Max, to. Sir Max, kasi, oo, yun yung teacher ko sa Philippine yeah. lit. But uh, what, what, what I was saying is like, um, kanina, di ba, yung sinabi natin na yung prepositions, we like 
playing with that because as Filipinos, when we translate, yep. it doesn't immediately translate quite literally. Yep. So this is why we get confused with prepositions. Yep. That is also the way with ano, Philippine lit, ri- written in English. Mm-hmm. Na pagkabinasa mo siya, it's also written in such a way that a Filipino mm-hmm. will read it, will, see, will translate in her head probably in Tagalog yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. language. Uh, uh, I haven't uh, uh, tried naman ev- any other dialect. Yeah. Kasi hindi ko naman kayang i-translate sa mm-hmm. Cebuano or whatever, what have you. No? I Actually, the latest one that I'm reading right now is A Mutter of Murder by Dolores N. Martir. And uh, I just picked it. Her last name is Martir? Oh, pero or is that a With an I, huh? Is, yeah. Mm-mm. That's how you spell it naman in Tagalog. Eh. Ayo nga, no? pagka Tagalog pala. Mm. So I was reading it and I didn't know what it was about. Because okay. I'm picking from an anthology. The anthology that I have in the house is Upon Our Own Ground. I already have volume one. So I have a couple of anthologies in the house by UP Press. Itong binabasa ko na to, hindi ko akalain, Setsay Negros. Ah. Like sugarcane industry. So okay. parang it was, I've never encountered any literature that features Negros kasi. Na Philippine lit I would, uh, I would have like, settings of Manila, ganyan, or like some provincial setting. You but, had that um, Kalinga Apayaw one? Yeah, meron akong ganon. Mga the, Cordilleras, ganyan. Cordill- yeah, yeah, May the, ganon. Yung hindi nabubutis na oh, 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 yeah. I forget the title. But yeah, I've had stuff from the North, but never like really specifically uh, sugar field setting. So, it's set in... Parang ganun. It's like a sugar baron. Oh. So, ang galing lang na, yun lang, yun yung latest ko. I, I have nothing much to Especially say about it. Especially given the last it. episode where we talked about visiting Negros. If you missed that, we talk about our observations, our thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I love that book. That was the biggest, one of the biggest risks I took in giving you a gift early in our relationship. And it's because when Carla and I started dating, so many of you will know that uh, she's my first girlfriend and I'm extremely clueless about being in a relationship when it came to her. So a lot of my cues for how to be a uh, a boyfriend and then eventually a fiancé. Dapat pala mayroon tayong episode, how to be a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, so we're all mixed up, diba? So the boyfriend category was populated by pop culture. So I'm like, well, this is what I've seen in TV series. This is what I've seen in sitcoms. This is what I've seen in movies. There's that. And then the most effective things were things that I understood from my real relationships in life, which was like how to be a brother, how to be a friend, how to be a disciple maker, how to be a campus missionary. So the most effective quote-unquote boyfriend moves I had with Carla came when I was thinking like a campus missionary or teacher to her. Now, okay, if I was her boyfriend, I would give her this. And I remember I gave her all these stereotypical boyfriend gifts, you know, chocolates, flowers, stuff like that. Uh, I think I gave you a stuffed toy pa nga, that she did not appreciate at all. And so was this our first birthday or first Christmas? I don't remember. When we were dating or married na. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and give her a book from the from the library. <laughs> so I contacted one of her profs, DM Reyes, and that's who I consulted for what gift to give to Carla. Oh, talaga ba? Hindi ko alam na tinawagan mo si DM. I think it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was him. And I said, sir, yeah, you, you know, Carla, you're, and he remembered me. I also touched that he remembered me because I would expect he'd remember you, obviously, because you're a celebrity. But that he would remember me was really kind and, and uh, you know, sweet of him. And yeah, so I contacted him and I'm like, can you give me an idea of a book to give my new girlfriend? And he suggested those two anthologies. And so I bought them, wrapped them up, and, I had, and I've, I'll never forget how kilig Carla was. With it. And I was like, okay, good. This is the path we're going to take from now on. And every once in a while, <laughs> we'll do a traditional pampakilig, like write her a song or something. But uh, generally, generally, it's something offbeat, something that lets her know, I know you. And I know you're weird like this. Parang Yun lang. So I, yeah, I'm happy you I'm like so it. I'm so sorry. Again. I have to again. correct it. It's not a matter of murder. It's actually after this, our exile. <laughs> oh wow, lang. so many people are offended that you misled <laughs> No, because I, I was very intrigued with the matter of murder when no, I was picking. One. And I thought I picked that. Hindi pala, after this, our exile. But Elsa Martinez, Cusculuela. Okay. Yun lang. Anyway. Yeah, so 
that should be another topic, sweetheart. But yeah, anyway, I love uh, that. Ayun eh. lang. I just wanted. Ang pagiging Pilipino natin and how that affects our Christianity, how that affects our understanding of different cultures. Because, de ba, people were afraid in the early '90s with globalization and the exportation of Western culture, de ba, because of music and media and Hollywood and all that. People were afraid that we would lose, and not just us, no, but other developing nations would lose their sense of culture as it was coming. And then the internet came and everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be even more powerful now. And yet, as we have seen, that's not what happened. Instead, people mixed. Diba? So yeah, I'll watch Hollywood. Yeah, I'll watch Marvel. But I'll understand it my way. And in fact, it was so powerful that even Hollywood itself and the Western media machine had to adjust the way they were doing it to involve and to associate other cultures. And now they're like pandering to mainland China for the money. And they're making themselves more inclusive because you know, the world's just bigger, you know, and it cannot be uh, shoehorned into one single monolithic culture. Wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, if that's you guys another are, topic. If you guys are like try, if you're up to like trying something new, I would suggest trying to read Philippine literature. You can get much of them in like certain stores, like QP Press. Ateneo Press also has. Mm-hmm. So like, you just go to the campuses, and then I, I just don't know if they're open, no. Pero the academes would have it. Like they would have shops, and they continue to reproduce these things. And then I think National also has like a list of stuff like guns, gun dealer's daughter. Yeah. Yun. So you know, I've noticed that though. <clears throat> I've noticed with our bookstores the past several years. That there's more of an effort to highlight Philippine stuff. Yeah, and, and even like Filipino young adult novels. Mm. And, and our guest recently, uh, shout out to her. I don't know if she'd like her name to be mentioned, so I won't. But she edits uh, young writers. Ah, yeah. And it's fine. And remember what she said? Na she actually likes it better to get the first drafts because... She likes the yeah. journey of leading someone through Actually, that. Actually, that's one thing I really want to get back into, yung the whole literature scene. Because, yeah. I don't know, it just makes me happy. <laughs> and the young writer scene. Young writers, I, I mean like all. Like I do miss those readers and writers festivals that we would hold every year. Mm-hmm. I think na stop siya because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But And they did mount it online naman then. Yeah. But I think they were still also trying to figure it out. So, yeah, but if you guys if you guys are like into this kind of thing, do let me know and um I, we will update you from time to time about stuff like literature stuff, readers and writers of the Philippines things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, send us a message on at anything goes with the bonnies on Instagram if you have any thoughts about this. Honestly, the one of the biggest not pain points but like heartaches for Carla and I when it comes to this podcast is we know that we're barely scratching the surface of your responses. You know, and and we're trying. And that's part of the careeristic. Oh, baka may gusto mag-volunteer sa inyo. <laughs> yeah. may, okay, ito na lang ha. Oh, call, ano, call to action. Whomever ano, this uh, message lands and, you know, like if it lands on you and you say, na, okay, that's me. You guys can help us manage our groups. Uh, we're not really like earning so much from this. <laughs> No, not at all. Well, we're, yeah, we, saw, we have we, we have saw. a little bit, and it's enough to like support the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hindi pala enough. No, it's not. What's <laughs> gonna say? Was it enough? Hindi pala kulang papala. Where are you getting so the money? So we we can't really hire anyone, but if you want to volunteer in like trying to keep this thing afloat, no, well, if it grows it, then great. Uh, but for us, really, one big thing that we like is the thought of the discussion. For sure, we're going to send this out there and someone out there is going to have a children's Bible that's similar to what we just said or have an insight in this book that we're not going to hear, right? Or that Philippine literature. What we're doing be like, now is we're brainstorming already. So maybe we're going to real topic. Anyway, shoot us a message at Anything Goes With The Bonnies, uh, community management ideas and uh, how to get responses back because we'd love to hear and learn. And we are grateful for those of you who have and we do respond and share to the best that we can. Anyway, that's it for what we're into. Though we've kind of bled into the topic of the day, but let's go there now officially, the topic of the day. Topic of the day. Take it away. We're talking about processing the national elections. I've got here a couple of questions, not a couple, but a few questions and some milestones lang. And we want to encourage that while we're doing this, 
obviously it will come down to what does it reveal about what we think it reveals about our nation. Though let's not assume that our perspective is the only perspective that other people who are different from other perspectives. But also it might be helpful to, like for us, kami ni Carla, what did it reveal about our relationship? And what did it reveal or what did it change in us as individuals? Or what did it clarify for us as individuals? So, yun yung approach, di ba? Na parang, what do we think it changed or revealed from out there between us and in here within us as well? So, sweetheart, why don't you start? Um, How did you come to support uh, VP Lenny Robredo? Well, first of all, I supported her na in the last presidential, I sorry, uh, presidential, vice, vice presidential, presidential elections. elections. Okay. 2016. Um, that's when I first got to really study her. And I do remember one specific image in my head when I was, um, you know, studying the candidates. Uh, hers was like being beside a banka. Mm-hmm. And that was when I found out that she was a uh, human rights lawyer mm-hmm. and that she would have a lot of pro bono cases for mm-hmm. farmer and fish folk. Mm-hmm. Tapos meron siyang story na dahil sa hirap ng buhay ng mga mangingisda at saka sa pagka-remote nila, matutulog siya sa bangka hanggang mga a certain time kasi hindi na siya makaka-uwi. Pagka, pag inabutan na siya nung panahon na like the waves are really getting bad, she's going to sleep in the bangka na lang until pwede nang pumalaot. Mm-hmm. So, doon na ako unang nabilib sa kanya na, uy, yung asawa pala ni Sec Jesse ay ganito yung ginagawa. Yeah. And then, when I studied everything that they would do as a family, I felt like, you know, this woman is capable. It feels like, of course, no, I'm, I'm using the word feel because no one can be sure. I mean, I you're kind of like placing your quote-unquote bets yeah. on someone. Yeah. Na, I hope they would do as, you know, you thought that they yeah, would do. Yeah, yun yung tayamo. Yeah, oh, yeah. yun so, and, you know, she did well mm-hmm. during her, especially with the fact that she was never given like any cabinet position. Yeah. She did so well in six years. Mm-hmm. She did a lot. I mean, like, I'm not going to narrate and, you know, give you all the list or or the, say the catalog of things she did in six in the last yeah. six years, but you can search that for yourself. How, I'm curious about the interview you had with her because you know, like, yeah. what was that like in setting it up and nga, was, even the outside of the interview moment. Moving forward, kasi there were already talks of her filing for candidacy. Sa ano naman presidential na this time, but prior to that, I got to interview her. Na matagal na matagal ko nang gusto ng interview. It's not even for the elections actually, kasi nga hindi pa siya nagfafile ng candidacy. At the time, oo. And hindi pa rin niya sinasabi na gusto niya. Actually, ang sinasabi niya, ayaw niya. Then when I got to talk to her, and you guys can find that on my YouTube channel, it's a um, an interview with VP. I wanted to talk to her about grief. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, uh, ang dami namin na pag-usapan. It was actually longer in the real conversation versus what you actually see on, on, the, on the channel mm-hmm. for purposes of like, you know, just Uh, viewability. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I talked to her, parang yung summary ko ay, it seems like that she was a kind of leader na who didn't like the position. Who would actually still do whatever she's doing right now regardless of the position. However, she's always thrust into it for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. parang yung kwento niya as congresswoman. Yung a few days na lang, parang, ah okay, hindi na ito yung gusto namin ipasok sa congress. Ikaw na lang. Mm-hmm. laging ganun yung story yeah, yeah, yeah. niya paulit-ulit and for me kasi naniniwala ako na hindi lang yung mga ganitong bagay hindi lang siya yung parang ginusto mo pwede mo siyang i-manipulate like anything like like in the Bible di ba? parang mm-hmm. maraming tao na ito naman talaga yung dapat nilang makuha pero mas gusto nilang kunin in their own terms rather than God giving it to them mm-hmm. now here's a woman naman na nakikita ko na who never overreaches Mm-hmm. Who never goes out there actually thinking that I deserve this. Ako to, But for some reason, when the the position is there and no one is going to rise to the occasion, she's more than willing to say, sige na nga, ako na lang. Yeah, yeah. Even with all the costs, counting all the costs, no? On her life. Kasi if you listen to her, she really loves being a mom. She made it a point na she would do things on the side like yun nga yung kanyang pagiging attorney, ganun. And it has been the goal of the family naman talaga to be public servant. Parang mm-hmm. all of them, parang because ganito yung tatay namin, 
we are also ready to serve our own yeah. nation, di ba? Our yeah. own people. However, yun nga, na parang siya, siguro ginawa na lang niya, I will be in, on top of my children. Mm-hmm. Kasi, busy na nga yung pamilya, di ba? So, siya yung nagiging, ano talaga, haligi ng yeah. bahay. And, listening to her, I was so conflicted na parang, what do I want for this lady ba? She's like, <laughs> I, remember I, can, saying that. I can feel her heart as a mom, but I can also see how we all need her as a yeah. nation. And there are not everyone's like that. I I'm not like that. I always have the choice to turn my public side off and just be solely for my children and yeah. the world will not be missing anything mm-hmm. but not her. So that's what I felt like. And I kept praying from that point on that parang Lord, I don't know what you want for her mm-hmm. because on one side I want her to be able to rest because coming from namatay ng asawa. Yeah nalagay na sa iba-ibang posisyon na parang feeling ko wala pa siya talagang proper time to rest and grieve. Yeah. May ganun akong side na gusto ko sanang makuha niya na yung personal rest niya. Yeah. Pero at the same time, kita ko nga na kailangan siya ng mga Pilipino. Parang she can spark something in us. Which true enough, you know, kind of like happened in yeah. the last nine, well, the 90 days of campaign. Yeah, so ganun nagsimula yung sa akin. And then I started to you know, read up again on her. Like, not only on what she was able to do in the last six years, but also moving forward, what are her plans? And one of my most favorite on her list, I think it's at the top of, on her list eh, full disclosure. Yeah. Na yeah. transparency. In yeah. short, yun lang talaga. Yung pinaka, kaya ako nagustuhan yung plataforma niya kasi ang simple yeah. Na hindi siya yung parang magmamayabang ako sa inyong lahat na ito yung gagawin ko para sa Pilipinas. Magsimula muna tayo sa paglinis nung bahay. Yeah. And it begins with full disclosure, transparency. Bakit? Kasi kahit na anong plano natin, kung hindi malinis yung gobyerno, mahihirapan tayo. Yeah. May angat yung nasyon natin. So yun yung, hindi siya brief, pero yun yung no, no, sa marinang, bakit si Lenny for me? Paano nag-start yun? And I can see the value of that, that what ultimately, because I, I voted for her as well, and as a pastor in in our church, about we weren't allowed to publicly express that. So I tried my best not to express it, but medyo halata naman kasi kasama kita sa rally. But every time people would ask, I would say I'm undecided. I would say my first choice, General Bato, kasi dropped out. And now the representation of bald people was severely lacking. And so whoever would be next, diba, in my choice. But to me, what appealed to me about VP Lenny, para ang cynical lang kasi ng kabilang choice. Eh. It was just too cynical for me to be like, well, there's gonna be corruption anyway. People are gonna steal, so let's just find someone who can do it with that kind of effectivity. Na parang, oh gosh, we're, we're ang bald-faced na lang. No offense no, to anybody like that. No? But just the, just the thought of, it's gonna happen, let's let it just keep happening. Though at the same time, I feel like one of the most effective arguments I found against VP Lenny was that it was too radical to be full disclosure. Too clean. Huh? Too clean. Yeah, parang wala namang ganon, ba? And it's such a tall order. Idealistic. <laughs> idealistic. What would you get done? Diba? Right. Every person, every department, every bureau, every a local government unit, you would have an uphill battle with everybody going, we have no clue how deep you're willing to cut. Diba? Baka kami na rin yung nadamay dyan. So, I get that when people said they didn't want to vote for her because of that. That being said, I just love that idea though. That there are leaders and there are more of them. Like even Mayor Vico, but that's what's excited people's imagination. Now when they were was mudslinging against him, and I don't know what compromises he's done behind the scene. I, I would imagine there would have to be. I would imagine there would have to be things that he can't tweet about. But as much as he can, he lays it out there. So remember the accusation against him that you went for these providers because it was more expensive. Grab And then new Swiss Miss. And then he, he laid it out na uh, peso for peso. Mas mura to, ano ba kayo? <laughs> ano yun? So that excited the Philippine imagination that, oh gosh, we could have more accountability pala. And I think personally, we are in a transition mode in society with the internet. On one hand, there is a lot of idealism from young people because of the availability of information and because of the exposés that come with videos that people think, I want to see everything. And I think we're going to have to accept those of us who are getting more into that, you're never going to see everything. And just because there's a video, that doesn't mean that's all the videos. And that's, I think, what people have realized and capitalized on when it comes to swaying and marketing and branding and propagandizing. It's, let me show you a video that looks like an expose. 
So it's not a complete silence and censorship, but it's misleading. Diba? It's let me just point you in this. And, and if you see that, and with this idea that, ah, that was it, then people jump on that. So, But on one hand, we who want more accountability want more public information. On the other hand, institutions need to realize that more and more young people and society are going to want more. Institutions from businesses to churches to the government need to realize that because of the internet, people are learning, I want to have a peek behind the scenes. And I'm able to create my own content and I'm able to create communities around the people who will discuss the truth. Let me just put it in basketball terms. So many of the people I'm chatting with now about over basketball content are telling me, sharing the sentiments that I have, that ESPN, which is the main source for basketball and all sports news, ESPN is becoming a soap opera with Skip Bayless and all of those people aggrandizing and making all these hyper, you know, bloated predictions na parang, ano ba yan? One game pa lang nanalo na yung kabilang team, ang dami yung predictions for them. Nanalo yung kabilang, ang dami yung predictions for them because it has to be a show. People are turning to TikTok, to YouTube because mas reasonable yung pag-discuss ng mga tao doon. Pero marami rin hindi. But the point is, people are looking for accountability. And the organizations and the leaders who are able to embrace that and live in that space can actually gain a lot of value in this time. And I think that's what appealed to many voters about uh, VP Lenny Robredo. I've described what, you know, what they didn't like maybe, but that's what appealed to them. All right. How were your experiences on the campaign trail? Because you've campaigned for people before. Oh, yeah, oh, a little As bit. As a celebrity, this was a part of your life. And you said this was big money <laughs> A little people. bit of a background about us na mga, ano ba, hindi, kasi before, before new media, syempre, traditional media, no, nandun ako. <laughs> I was uh, a public figure, well, teeny bopper, uh, artista. Wait, so even non-voting artistas, would be part of the campaign. Yeah, because too. you're just called to perform. That I think that's the difference because now and Wait, then. So before, you would sing. You'd go to a rally and sing. It was just like a mall show. Yes. No idea of the policies of the platforms yes, of the people. Yes, completely. I didn't even know exactly who I was campaigning for. Who but, they were. <laughs> but because the difference back then was, it's not a campaign. Yeah. Like you are being called to put on a show so that they have something to watch. Yeah, yeah. But you were not there on stage to say na, iboto po natin si ganito. And for me personally, uh, I don't have anything against people who did that. Yeah, ako rin naman. Kasi because naghahanap buhay, kailangan maghanap buhay ng lahat. Totoo, totoo. Thing is, kanya-kanya na lang, you know, it's a choice eh, diba na, do I enrich myself or do I use this for a different purpose? Maybe a higher purpose. I'm not saying it's always a higher purpose because, hello, feeding your family, helping people with the money you've earned, that, that's still a valid thing. But I think that's a line drawn in every heart, not something we can see from the outside. Some, maybe it's obvious, but I think what was a first for this time is we saw celebrities willingly choose to abandon what could have been big money for them in an effort to stand by convictions instead of uh, income. Definitely. I mean... This was a first. I should be very, very, very rich by now if I if I got paid for like campaigning for VP and if I actually offered myself or received any of if you were paid the for the services rendered yeah for yeah. another candidate I would have been I, right now wala tayong problema sobrang saya natin natutulog tayo sa pera so yun yung reality kasi talaga eh. but I think no uh, let me just say that back then also everything in context back then it wasn't so much of a pull to be on stage for somebody because of the social and political climate. People just wanted a show. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. They weren't there to vote for someone. They didn't attend these things to vote for someone. They attended because they wanted to see artistas. Yeah. Some of them probably to hear platforms, but the majority, the come on was, the draw was, come here, so you can hear our platform. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because if the politicians really want you to hear their platform, then great. Yeah. That is the purpose of these rallies, of these campaign, what have you. Yeah. And I think the difference now is that when you are there on stage, it really looks like an endorsement because of the political climate that we are in yeah. in season. Yeah, and that goes back to the whole technology thing and how the internet has changed so much. 
that people feel or think they're more informed and want to be more informed. Now, whether or not they are is different because there's misinformation. But the idea is I want to be more informed. Don't just pull the wool down over my eyes. I'm not going to vote just based on last name. Last name, yes, but also because of who I think they are and what they stand for. I think one thing we all experience is that there were good and bad examples of voters and campaigners on both sides. You have people voting for Lenny who were, in our experience, when we talk to them, good, balanced, even admitting of what they appreciated about President Duterte's accomplishments. Uh, I was really impressed by that, those people who could say that. And for a number of them, even, they liked the good that President Duterte did. They didn't like the bad. They liked the good and they were like, here's why I'm voting for Lenny because here's how I think he's going to continue that. And then there were also people on the Kakampink side who were terrible, you know, arrogant, uh, matapobre, putting people down, judgmental, nanliliit ng tao. And that's partially you can see from their own pain coming out, you know. And I felt like these were lines in Philippine society that were just being followed and walked out in, in what do you call that? In politics. Parang it's these like are social inequality divisions. expressed in the political climate. You could even predict it. It's the whole, sa totoo lang, when everything was unfolding right after the elections, I said, oh, it's the rich and the poor again. Yep. Ganun nang nanaman siya. Yep. I mean, as sad as, is, as it is to say it, I have to say it, that this is again the divide yeah. happening. It's the social inequality and how the pains of forever in the Philippines are resurfacing because of the recent elections. Yeah, and it also, um, you had people on the other side. Now, granted, uh, there were much less of them uh, that we could find. And I tried, I really did try in church and outside church to find people who were support. I found people who were supporting Isco who I found reasonable and I enjoyed discussing with them. Uh, I found people who were supporting Pacquiao who I, I found them to be sincere, but a little simplistic in that Christian Shah, that's good enough for me. Not to me, parang, mm, that's not enough for me, but I, I, I can respect that position. You do have a vlog about this, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Just no, more of the, the, the Christian reasonings, kasi. Okay. I just didn't like the, the twisting, twisting. I found it harder to find uh, BBM supporters who I could discuss with based on policy. The most effective ones, like the, the friend that we were discussing the other night with another friend about why he voted for BBM. It was because he was up close to certain, uh, what do you call that? You could call it inefficiencies, but it was intentionally on the part of Pinoy's government. Parang problematic um, moments in uh, the Aquinos. In the, yeah, in, in, in President Noynoy's government. And he was really disturbed by that. To the point that anybody even closely related to them, I cannot vote for them because of the tragedies he'd, he'd witnessed. To me, I can understand that. And then on the other hand, we also had a lot of really inhuman, terrible BBM supporters who were just mean, lots of uh, personal attacks, lots of cursing done, and lots of, well, anyway. So there were both eh, on, on both sides. Ego, sweetheart, what arguments did you find that you could understand from the other side? Not to say that it convinced you, but you were like, okay, may point sa akin yun. What do you mean? Like any other candidate? or Any other candidate. O si Calliodi, gustong gusto ko. Okay. Kasi tingin ko talaga naiintindihan niya yung majority ng Pilipino. Okay. Para lang din siya actually VP Lenny. So, okay. you know, I was actually surprised because I never, I, I never heard of him mm-hmm. until, you know, it was like, the debates and all. And when you listen to him, na parang siya yung next best choice for me. Like you, pareho lang naman tayo. Si Manny is like, he's good-hearted, I feel. and He's a good man, yeah. Very good man. And totoo rin naman yung sinasabi niya na, I, I do understand how it is to rise from nothing. Galing siya dun eh, yeah. Silang dalawa ni Isko, yun yung ano eh. Kahit Those na, were the two most compelling facts for me about them. Kahit mo na populist yung leaning nilang dalawa. Mm-hmm. Ako naiintindihan ko may wisdom yun eh. Mm-hmm. Na ka talaga dun. Which is also why I voted for Lenny because Lenny's been like that. That was what was convincing about you because what they had, she had as well. She had it and also. Oh. So parang, in fact, napaka-representative ni, ni VP Lenny of the middle na kailangan nating lahat. Mm-hmm. Na yung parang, hindi kami masyadong mayaman. Hindi mm-hmm. rin kami masyadong mahirap. So close enough kami yeah. sa both ends, which is kind of like what we need. Yeah. Of course, no, you can refute that and you can disagree with me, but that's mine. That's yeah. my take. For BBM, I I really don't know 
what they see. They, they, I mean, I've seen like a list of things that he's done. But I also don't know kasi how much of that is just like on paper. Yeah. And I'm not saying na hindi niya ginawa yun ah. Sinasabi ko lang na hindi ko talaga alam kung nagawa ba niya to or, or nasa papel lang ba. Tsaka how much of that is really true and all that. Um, yeah, because you've got like the Taekwondo champion at 44. Alam mo yun, yung parang, <laughs> wait ah. Uh, if, if the same list has that kind of factual inaccuracy, which is so basic, because it, it might just be a typo. It could be as simple as a typo and not an intentional desire to deceive. Hopefully not, diba? But it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Plataforma naman niya, feeling ko masyadong malaki. Para, I mean like, and I think a lot of Filipinos kasi are impressed by yung mga, yung parang even the continuation of build, build, build. Mm-hmm. Na to me kasi, in- investigate muna natin yung build, build, build. Yeah, yeah. Parang gaano ba siya talaga katotoo sa atin? Yeah. Plus kasi lahat nga nung, magaganda naman yung plano. Pero well, hindi ko talaga siya makonect sa current problems of the Philippines. And I think I'm choosing based on that. Eh, na si VP kasi, ang gusto niyang ayusin ay yung problema muna ngayon. Mm-mm. Di muna siya nagmo-move forward with too many projects. Doon na muna tayo sa problema ngayon. So not to say na mali magkaroon you know. ng, ng build, build, build or ng ano. Pero gawin muna nating healthy yung bansa bago tayo mag-progress ulit kasi... As it is, lubog na nga tayo sa utang. So yeah. yung mga ganun lang kasimpleng bagay ba? But honestly, when I look at, like let's say, interviews of Bongbong Marcos, very ano talaga, yung alam mo na well-read, yung typical na gusto mong pamilya dito sa Pilipinas. Yeah, yung aspirational. Magali- yes, very aspirational. Yeah. Ganda magsalita, nakapunta, nakapag-aral sa London, yung ganon na klase ng tao. Pero ako nga kasi, ayoko na ng ganun eh. Mm-mm. Gusto ko na ng somebody who has lived through poverty. Yung mm. ganon. So, take that against me, what have you, I, I, don't, I don't mind. But yun kasi nga yung sa akin. Yeah. I felt he, he was well-read in certain things, but... Magaling din magsalita. Very eloquent. Um, but the lack of, ano eh, the lack of putting himself in vulnerability yes. was what convinced me na, yes. ay baka script lang to. Agree. Kasi someone who really is well-read can face it publicly. Alam mo yon na parang, oh sige, open forum, fire away. Alam mo yon. yun nga, dun ako nakakonvince nga sa maraming political stuff na, okay, this person can handle, leadership is never, it can't be scripted eh. You know, and that that's yes. what I found unconvincing uh, with him. Let's, anyway, so. I think it's going to be a two-part podcast, so we'll just fire away. No, I think we can keep going. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the results. Mm. So the results came Tahabul in. Tahabol ko na lang muna yung kay uh, Bongbong Marcos. Sure. Na, kasi siguro akala ng mga tao na porke for VP Lenny ako, eh hindi ko na binibigyan ng chance si Bongbong. Hindi naman. I think lang kasi with the baggage of their family in our, in Philippine history, uh, siguro ang inexpect ko lang that would have made me look more his way and really see him for who he really is is the acknowledgement of the past. Yeah. Na this indeed really happened. I know it's questionable about my family, but moving forward, this is what I would like to do for you. Something as simple as that would have changed everything for me. Oh yeah. yeah. Because then, the, I, you know, the, the sincerity of wanting to serve would have come across. I yeah. don't know why he, he, was, he doesn't want to do that. I, I have my theories. I'm not going to bring them up in, anymore in this, this podcast. But if he did that, I would have looked more his way. Yeah. And studied him talaga yeah. na, sige tatanggapin. Pero kasi kung hindi mo pa na-acknowledge yun, hindi ko na alam paano ako magpo-progress yeah. forward. But you know what? He could still. Yes, and correct. that would be Agree. amazing. Because anyway, let, let, let's... Ako naman yun naman din yung nilulok forward ko. Baka naman may ganun pa. So hindi ko ini-end. I'm not naman someone who says na, ah, dahil ganito. Never na not, yes, Ako, yes. Ang, ang philosophy ko sa buhay, hanggat buhay yung tao, may pag-asa pa siyang gawin yung tama. Yeah. Hashtags good vibes because we bring you not just one but two amazing shows. Push bets live and push most wanted. Hashtag feel good sa masayang kwentuhan at fun challenges. Let's all welcome Seth Pedalin and Andrea Villantes. Hindi lang ang mechanics. Ito, ko alam, alam niyo to dahil of course. Lagi to na sa TikTok. Be inspired sa words of wisdom at inspiring stories ng inyong favorite celebrities. Let's all welcome Gigi Delana and the Gigi Vibes Band. Wala talagang perfect sa ganito. Mapapakinggan nyo na kami sa Spotify, Apple Podcast, 
and other podcast streaming platforms co-produced with Podcast Network Asia. Join us sa masayang kwentuhan, kapamilya. Yeah, so let's talk about that since we're there already. That's my prayer, honestly, for our presumptive president, uh, Bongbong Marcos. I can't imagine the pressure he must be under. I can't imagine the expectations. Some of it is just right. You know what we expect from a new president. Some of it is unrealistic, partially because of his own machinery. But the whole golden years, Taliano gold. But oh my gosh, where is that coming from? But my prayer for him is that he could actually be a milestone president in our nation in that healing this divide. And if he does it with, you know, similar to how Nelson Mandela, diba, for South Africa, when he came to power and a lot of the people who were on his camp did not like how he forgave a lot of his enemies, but he was like, look, it's not about my party, your party. It's about this nation. And for this nation to prosper and to move forward in peace, we need to embrace all of its citizens. Diba? And if he can do that, that would be, I don't know, that would be historic. I just don't know how messy it will be. Diba? But to lead our country that way could be amazing. And that's honestly my prayer for him. I believe the support of 31 million voters, you know, uh, hopefully there's, there's any inconsistency with accounting or any dishonesty is not significant to sway that enough. But if he really does have the support of 31 million voters, this is a huge amount of support for the country. Uh, there's a lot of people, a significant minority who don't like him. But if he can find a way to be honest, to come clean and say, look, this is what's going on. This is why I'm going to do this anyway. But we're moving forward. We're acknowledging what's what's been done that's wrong. We're also not uh, sugarcoating that the other side did wrong. That would be a huge step forward in, in our nation. And that's my prayer for him. And then, yeah, all of these policies that build, build, build. Sure, let's pray that it will go forward, that God will remove the wicked from his presence. So like the Bible says, so that he can be uh, a righteous and just uh, king, president. Few more things before we try to wrap this up. Medyo mahaba pa to yung notes ko. Okay, we uh, had a short meeting. <laughs> yes. Prior to coming back on air. But um, yeah, we've decided that we still have a lot more other thoughts about the election. So... Yeah, and that's the key to a functioning society, family, church, business, the ability to to have disagreeing opinions and have a discussion about it and not resort to ad hominem attacks na, you know, why do you have to cut it into two episodes, Ms. Rika? So we're, we, we've just decided to just like have another episode that discusses a lot more about, you know, how we felt and how we're processing the elections ourselves. Um, like one thing that... I want to talk about in the next episode is um, what was different about this election yeah. from the previous ones that we've, well, I've personally participated in. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, so we'll next week, commitment next week, we will talk about uh, discussing the results, uh, moving forward, similar experiences to moving forward in similar elections in the past. And specifically, we want to spend a lot of time on how it connects to the Christian faith. And a lot of the discussions, oh a lot gosh, of the yes. the use of scripture, the misuse of scripture, sadly, the oh, times yeah. when the Christian fruit shone through, the times when the Christian fruit uh, looked rotten, and uh, how God uh, is moving through so this. So we will see you again. Or but yeah, we'd like you to ask you those questions. Again. How did you come to support the candidates that you came to support? What were your experiences uh, on the campaign trail? Which sides and arguments did you find were convincing to you on both sides try your best to to reason Articulate. out diba, na yeah. ito yung gusto ko sa kabila diba? ito yung ayo ko sa kabila and try to separate between their supporters and the candidate themselves if you want to share them with us we'd love to hear it at anything goes with the bonnies on instagram and stay tuned for the next one all right all right let's go to our last segment sweetheart question and answer <laughs> Question and answer. All right, question and answer time. And this is from Ven Velasquez. I would say she asked that, what did your counselor say or mean when she or she said fathers are supposed to call their children into life? So since akin ang galing, mauna ko nang sagutin yun. I think I shared it also on the mental health vlog and podcast. So simply... Put, fathers are supposed to call out the identity kasi of children and all of us have certain 
dispositions na early on pa lang you will see na in a child. So like mm-hmm. let's say with Philip and Manu, Philip, I always thought him to be very observant and quiet, um, very intellectual. Manu naman is very physically smart. And these things na, you know, are that, are, that seem to be inherent in each child are like gifts from God na ito yung personality ng bata na to na that has something to do with the design of God for this person when it comes to her, his or her life. Kung ano yung calling niya, kung anong pwedeng gawin niya. So, the dad's role, now which, you know, I really only realized and understood when I became a Christian and also when I was speaking to the counselor na ang job pala ng mga tatay ay i-affirm yun sa'yo and sometimes to call that out of you as well. Na, alam mo, yung, yung example nga niya sa sarili niya, sa bahay doon nila, kilalang kilala na siya as a soft-hearted person mm-hmm. na iyak ng iyak. And whereas, you know, outside this will be ridiculed na iyakin ka ganyan, yung father niya kept on affirming this about her na, oh, it's her being like this again. Yeah. And she's like that because God called her to be that yeah. way. So yeah. it doesn't have to be exactly that way, but just the way that the father called it and understood that about her, that this is a part of how God designed you and this is going to play out for the rest of your life and everything that you do is the job of the dad. Is something that I never got from my own dad. Yeah. And not because I, I feel like, you know, my dad was just withholding it. He re- he didn't know how. Yeah. He didn't know how to, like, really bless us that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, the scriptural reference that some people have used to describe this teaching is at the birth of Benjamin, the son of uh, Jacob and Rachel. Now, Genesis 35, 17 says, When her labor was at its hardest, when Rachel was giving birth, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, for you have another son. And as her soul was departing, for she was dying, so sadly, as this is a case of a mother dying as she's giving birth, she called this name Ben-Oni. Yes. Which some the people just name. Yes. describe as son of my sorrow, or it could mean son of my strength. So we're not sure which exactly it meant. But it says, but his father called him Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. So here it is that the mother described the reality of what she was experiencing with her child as she was giving birth. And the father changed the name to call him son of my right hand. So people have read into that to say, na, look at this, but it's possible for the mom to say, this is the reality of who I see you are. And the role of the father is to say, but this is who you will be. I'm not saying moms can't do that. I've seen Carla do that. My mom has done that to me. I'll call that into me. But the role of the dad to speak uh, as, as a father, and that's why a two-parent And if you think home, about it, this connects with Adam, huh? The yeah. naming was yeah. given to Adam. I mean, it connects to God the Father, God the Son, right? but for the father to affirm the son and say, this is my son whom I love with him, I'm well pleased. So that's why the two-parent home really is God's design. And not to say that single parents can't thrive, but the way to thrive is to go to God and say, Lord, I'm missing some huge parts here. I need you and I need your spiritual family to fill in those gaps. And I know people who grew up in single-parent homes who will say they had that defined for them by spiritual fathers. And also, you know, I do believe na kung wala ka man spiritual father pa, God can speak to you. That's kind of what happened to me. Yeah. For a large part of my life na hindi ko alam na I was missing something, God would continue to call out things in me, like call them into life. Na, okay, yeah. Carla, you're like this. Yep. Carla, you're like that. And I began expressing that side yep. of me more and more. So it's possible naman. And he would do it through different channels naman. Yep. And I think, um, going back to your dad, we were just talking about this last night in the memorial service I was in with some people who had similar uh, challenges with their father. Going back to your dad, he did it as in the way he could. Even in calling yeah, you he Tala. he did, he did. But in calling you Tala, if you look at that, like, where did that come from? You know, like, what is that? Like, he just came up with that on his own. He never told you the... <laughs> I really do believe but that But you saw it na lang one day. Naman have, have that in their hearts. Yeah. It's just that sometimes we get too many problems in this lifetime yeah. that it prevents us from getting to the part where we actually want yeah. to be a blessing to others. I've seen that in my dad as well. My dad's done that a lot with me. You know, at first it was like, oh, you're an amazing leader. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. A lot of it growing, now that I'm much older, has been, oh, you're not like me. You know, you <laughs> say that. And sometimes 
uh, it comes from a place of not exactly a healthy place. He's coming from his own frustrations with himself or frustrations with society or even with me. And it can be painful. Mm-mm. But as you look at it and you look at where it's coming from, ah, there's coming, he sees something about me that he really likes, that he really wants to speak into. So anyway, that's what Carla meant by that. That's what we've learned. And we want to encourage you, if you don't think that you've heard that, then go to God and say, Lord, who did you make me to be? And you know what? He will speak to you. He will do that. He will speak to you, maybe prompt you with thoughts in your head, prompt you with worship songs or Bible verses, and also in community. And that's why you need to be walking with people because you'll never know where it might come from. And that's God speaking life into you. All right. This was a lot, sweetheart, to discuss. From the what you're into is the topic of the day okay. and the question and answer. Oh, sige. And Message wait, us next, at Anything Goes with the Bonnies. We will be more ano, for, uh, ano ba, um, consistent with replying to that. You want to promise, pero sige. Well, yeah. Eh, nga, diba? uh-huh. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. And we see you next week for part two again. of Processing. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.